0: On this episode, we recap what we watched this week, we drink some blue blood, we play five on three, we go over the bottom 25, and we give out another ultimate green light. Ian, hit me! Give me the green light, give me just one night, I'm ready to go right now, I'm ready to go right now. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Green Light Podcast. We back. It's Paul and Ian. We got probably our best, uh, our best episode for you. Uh, have our first interview, Matt Wise, director of player development at Wyoming, comes Fabulous. on. let's do it. Absolutely crushes it. Um, schools uh, some serious, brings some serious knowledge uh, to the podcast, so we appreciate you, Matt. Uh, you're big time for that. Um, but first things first. Ian basically uh, left Long Island City and moved into Brooklyn, uh, into the Barclays Center, and watched basketball for about 72 straight hours. Did. Ian, what do you got?
1: I did. A lot of, uh, not a lot of people there, but um, <laughs> my uh, my mom, stepdad, and I were, were sta- staples at, at the Barclays Center. Um, watched a lot of pretty, pretty decent basketball. Started off on Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. Um, first game of the day, 4 o'clock, was Virginia Vanderbilt. Um, Virginia came out absolutely smothered Vanderbilt. Um, couldn't really get anything going. Um, Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome. I think at one point um, I sent a text to my buddies. I checked. I think it was about 10 minutes to go in the second half. Those two guys had 32 points and uh, Vanderbilt hadn't even scored 30 yet. Um, so when you're starting backcourts outscoring um, your opponent, You're doing something right. Um, They held them under, I think, under 20 points in the first half. Probably would have held them under 40. I think they scored 42 total. Would have held them under 40 if they hadn't put some of the walk-ons and and the bench players in at the very end. Um, But awesome performance from them. Um, After that was a very intriguing matchup. It was Seton Hall and Rhode Island, uh, which are two teams that, um, obviously not big-time Power 5 conference uh, programs, but... Uh, a lot of hype around them the preseason. Um, Rhode Island unfortunately did not have EC Matthews. Angel Degado did play for um, for Seton Hall. Came down to the buzzer. Um, yeah, this was
0: a great ending.
1: Absolute awesome. Fl- kind of a floater in the lane yep. from uh, uh, from Rhode Island to to sneak a win out of there. Um, I think Seton Hall was twentieth in the country in the polls uh, going uh, going into it. Rhode Island came out with a win. Um, Awesome win for them, um, and then it matched up with what would look like, if you know Virginia basketball and you know what they struggle with, a nightmare matchup for Virginia. A lot of guys on Seton Hall that can score in a lot of different ways. Um, ended up being um, a very different show for Virginia than what they played against Vanderbilt. Almost nothing from Kyle Guy. Um, Rhode Island decided to face guard him the entire game. I texted you that. Um, and That's what Obviously you know took him out of the go- game. Something that he's going to have to, li- to to work on because he decided when he did get his hands on the ball, he pushed it and rushed it and was trying to get up a lot of shots to try and get make his mark on the game, which was tough to see. Um, he couldn't really get anything going, but they took Kyle Guy away and then completely left the paint wide open for Virginia. Yeah. I mean Isaiah Wilkins just feasted. It was right hook, right hook, easy buckets. I think he had a, probably close to a double-double in the, in the first half. Um, I was not impressed with um, with Coach Hurley's in-game adjustments. I don't know how you feel about not him as a coach, not, not, but not, not, not um, I feel like um, they were worried about post-doubling because they couldn't... Um, they couldn't rotate and get out the shooters. They were too worried about fa- face guarding Kyle Guy. Well, they took him out of the game, but then you're getting killed in the paint by Devin Hall and Isaiah Wilkins, who are their two senior leaders. So uh, Virginia wins it. Obviously, that's probably way too much speak on Virginia, but I, as I am a homer, um, they look awesome. They broke in the polls, 18th in the AP poll today, third in the Ken Palm rankings. So awesome performance out of them. Um, really, really, really happy with what I saw. Um, and then obviously we'll get into my, the last game on Saturday, um, the next point, but have you, have you ever been
0: face guarded? Better answer truthfully. Cause that's a, that's a, that's a testament to your game. If you've ever been face guarded and I'm no. not talking, it
1: can't be in middle school. no. I want to say at, at Shout to Sky, Lifetime Fitness, hey. um, got a little heater going one day. Uh, one the, I think and this they system, were doubling was, they, they were yelling, shoot it? No, it was just, no, it. It was just a, it was a face guard where the dude <laughs> was way too athletic for me. I was like, all right, I'm just not going to let him <laughs> yeah, catch the ball. Like, so whatever. not a real face guard. But well, hey, man, when you're shooting – I mean, Kyle Guy's averaging 16 a game shooting almost 50% from three. They took him out. But yeah. this is a Virginia team that now they have other they pieces other they actions. can, yeah, can yeah, beat yeah. in a lot of different ways. What did – I know you didn't – make anything in person but i know you were locked in on the pk-80 say? pk-80 let's 80?
0: drink some blue blood it was another good couple days to be a duke fan but before we do that uh, another great thing for Dukies, UNC goes down. Big time uh, down. yeah, yeah, Michigan State, that, that game was ugly. The two, the two games, Michigan State and UNC, and then, um, Duke and Florida were, like, the most polar opposite games. Mm-hmm. I think the final score of the uh, Michigan State game was in the 50s or 60s. Uh, Duke was obviously much higher, but, um, you know, Michigan State, it, I mean, basically Izzo's gonna Izzo. Um, yeah. they absolutely shut UNC down offensively. UNC couldn't get Anything going. Um, the the uh, caveat to that is neither could Michigan State. No. They were just stopping UNC so much that the score was like 25 to 15 with like a couple minutes to go in the first. It was like, what is happening? Um, but. Really good win for Michigan State to finish it out and win their bracket. Um, UNC is going to be fine. They do miss, you know, Luke May is great. I, I get it. He's like coming on, and everyone, um, you know, loves when a random white guy does well. <laughs> but they're missing their front court so bad. I mean, they, yeah. they, they. That's what makes UNC go. Um, so they're they're going to be fine. They're going to be really good. I just don't think they're making a Final Four run this year. And um, that's fine. That's, yeah, I think that's totally, totally fine. fine. They'll go to Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, whatever it may be. Um, I'm here to say right now. It's the 27th. Is it November 27th when we're recording this? I think yes. so. Florida uh, is Florida's going to the Final Four. They are absurdly good. Yep. Mike White is unbelievable. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher his name, but Chioza, that's a point guard yep. for Florida. He's I, unreal. This guy pushes in transition, makes every right play. He's unreal. Un, he shut Grayson Allen down besides a wide open like transition three. Um, you know, I, I think Grayson ended up with like 15 or something. But, Chioza completely f- flustered him the whole game. He couldn't do anything. Couldn't get any open looks. I absolutely love that kid. If, you um, remember, if you're remember, you
1: a casual fan, you probably remember him. He hit the three against Wisconsin last year at Madison yeah. Square Garden in the NCAA tournament. Guys are a little bit out there. But now, he is an absolute oh, stud. Oh my god, I love stud. that kid. Uh, um, and we talked about Mike White last, uh, last episode. Yeah. I mean,
0: these guys are legit. Yeah, and
1: Mike White is super legit, and uh, you have to consider them the favorites in the SEC. Correct?
0: Have to. At that, I, I man, uh, they they look so good, and they take. They're literally the warriors of college basketball. They run down the floor, stop at the three point line, and shoot. Yep. They don't have to set a screen. Nope. They don't need they. Their whole team has the ultimate green light. Um, it's unbelievable. So it was the the game was the game was crazy. Uh, Duke was down fifteen twice, which shoot. is which is like wild to even say it is. and they ended up winning um marvin bagley is is stupid good i mean that that kid you know jay billis is like has a crush on him um but it's hard not to the guy had 30 and 15 he yep. hit every shot you you can't he has a floater he has the left right hook he's got a jumper his three is suspect but like it's literally getting better in every single game His and the, free throws are getting better it's and wild. the kid
1: should still be in high school
0: that's like, the, put it imagine if he was imagine if he was a senior. And Ian had to go to him. Oh my god. I
1: thought about this today. If you're I mean, <laughs> this dude played his junior, he didn't play in any of the McDonald's games or anything like that, didn't go in that circuit. So we haven't really seen him yep. um crush it. So this dude came straight out of just high school basketball. Yep. On this onto the number one team in the country in the major spotlight and is not letting anybody down yep. by any means. Yep. Um, so Duke looks incredible. Yep. Did you what did you think of them against Texas
0: though? um i liked him um mo bamba mo- is crazy dude that he can tie his shoes standing up he's unbelievable <laughs> um his length affects everything and it and you know what's crazy is it really gets in your head because the duke guards were driving and then stopping yep. they were either trying to uh, take pull-ups or they were trying to take float. they were trying to avoid him at all costs um, I like Texas, though, man. They got, uh, they got a shot. They're good. they're good. I think
1: once Bamba develops a little bit, yeah, um, he's they'll be so. better. He is very, very, very raw. I very don't think he's raw. there yet. Um, so the other big men have shown a little bit more polish. But it'll um, really be interesting to see them as they go. Um, last thing that I want to touch on that I saw that kind of blew up on social media, still kind of blowing up. The so last game I saw in person Saturday at the Barclays Center um, between another SEC team, uh, Alabama. And the Minnesota Golden Gophers are the Big Ten. Let's
0: play five on three, baby.
1: Um, crazy that
0: hey, this us. game...
1: So, most people don't realize, everyone saw that at the end it ended up five on three. Colin Sexton had 40 points. What well, a lot of people don't realize, well, first of all, this game wasn't televised.
0: Yeah, I all you of the, texted all the me football, to watch it. I couldn't find it.
1: All the football games took all the television rights. So, there's no... Uh, there's no even though it's the first time Bama had been ranked and play another ranked team since 2007. So it's one of the bigger games Alabama's had in in recent memory. Nowhere on television. It's being streamed on Facebook Live. From the jump, Minnesota came out and punched these dudes in the mouth. It was not a close game. It really was not a close game. It didn't feel close. Colin Sexton wasn't really getting into it. Minnesota was getting everything they wanted. Jordan Murphy had, I want to say, three. 13 and 7 at Kids halftime. Was... 30 and that, something. No, 17 and 13, mate. I take it back. 17 and 13 at yeah, halftime. Absolutely getting what he wanted. Um, they're hitting threes. They're making shots. Jelly Fam comes in, hits his first two shots, gets a steal, and does the jelly. Like did with the jelly? Yo, Isaiah Washington had probably 500 people in the stands, most of them the ages 12 to 17. <laughs> and these dudes were losing their mind. He gets a steal at half court, rolls in the jelly, um, and then uh, Alabama has to call a timeout. So it was fully, fully Minnesota's game yeah. at halftime. Yeah. Um, next thing you know, um, second half comes. They're playing Minnesota still run. They hit a couple threes. Um, slip slipping my mind, Minnesota's point guard, uh, Nate... Oh, Nate uh, Frazier. Oh, no, no oh,
0: that's your fucking... Nate Mason. Yeah. Nate Mason. <laughs> Nate
1: Mason, who had 20 points this time, literally hits... Uh, he hits Colin Sexton, who we've talked about, big-time top-10 recruit, hits him with a little hezzy, step back, makes him fall. Full just lay. absolutely crushes the dude, falls and looks at him, hits Nothing the back three, hits his three in his grill, and that just sparks it. Colin Sexton, everyone knows... This dude talks, talks. He stared down, I don't know if you know this, he stared down Penny Hardaway on the sideline and told him his son was trash in the middle of an AAU game Damn. last year. So this dude will get into it with anybody. Team Penny,
0: Memphis, alright.
1: And so these dudes are going at it. Double technical. Um, next I thing like you know, it. then another technical. Um, what's uh, Nate gets thrown out of the game. Yep. Um, Patino gets a technical. It's a 15-point game at this time. Ends up, with all the free throws in the ball, ends up being about a 7-point game couple plays, a little, it gets a little chippy down the stretch. All of a sudden, um, there's an arm pulling. was kind of swinging like that yeah, right in front of, of the everybody. Alabama bench is what most people saw.
0: Yeah. All the
1: Alabama players kind of rushed to, to protect their guys. Yeah, it went
0: right on the floor. What are you guys doing?
1: And as everyone should know, that's an automatic ejection. You yeah. leave the bench. I don't care if you touch Durrett. anybody. I don't care if you're uh, wiping up the sweat off the dude that's about to get knocked out. I don't care what you. If you leave the bench, you, you're you're done. So their entire bench gets wiped out. Yeah. Um, no one to play. So it's five, five guys left for Alabama. Um, we play a couple minutes. One of the players I said I was the guy I'm sitting next to. Um, to Dylan O'Mara. We're looking <laughs> at. Uh, we're looking we're like one of these dudes has four fouls. Like you better be careful. And they're playing zone. Like just attack this guy. Attack this guy. Next thing you know, two minutes in, gets his fifth foul. So they're down to four on five. All right, little adjustment. All right, we're we're playing four on five. How do we attack this? They're playing a little two-two zone. Next thing you know, another Alabama player tweaks his ankle. Out. Three on five basketball. Like, <laughs> yeah, what is what is I don't three on five get basketball? It. I, I don't think in in your life have you ever done a three on five drill where you're yeah, the, you, where you're the offense and you're trying to execute. Like, I get maybe scrambling a transition. Yeah, like, yeah. you find your man. You but, always
0: do like five on four, and the fifth guy's running back. All exactly. That stuff. Like you no, scramble on tough. defense. These three dudes are playing
1: a one two zone. And then on offense, one, two, so. and then and so, but the thing <laughs> was like that
0: summer camp shit.
1: Minnesota, Alabama climbs back into it because Minnesota just they weren't prepared to play five on three. Nah, they Didn't know what it weird. takes. You it's get awkward. you have a wide open three anytime you want it, anytime you want. It. They could take a wide open three. They run the clock down a little bit. They could have passed around, and probably trying to get layups, but it seemed like they were settling. They were for either the wide open three or one dribble pulls in mid range, and so it, they weren't dropping.
0: Yeah, it's weird. They Dude, weren't like, dropping,
1: yeah. and then. You just, add, and then Avery Johnson just gave Colin Sexton the green light and pulled from anywhere. He had two guys on him, pulling, pulling, pulling. I think he had uh, 12 points or something like that before, ended up with 40, yeah. um, pulls it back into it. Absolute um, unreal game. It was just very, uh, in a very absurd scene. Yeah. Um, no one in the stands really knew what was going on um, from an offensive perspective for either team. Because um, it's just, all right, let's get the ball across half-court for Alabama and try and get any open look. Yep. Or, or and then Minnesota has the most open looks and just couldn't make shots. Um, Minnesota holds on. I think it, it's not fair to critique like, Minnesota completely because they, they would have, I think, run away with this game um, if Alabama was at full strength. But Alabama, it does look really good. Colin Sexton is the real deal. Um, awesome to see. Just something I, I never expected to see in uh, in, uh, in, in the barclays center or a College basketball game. So that yeah. was my perspective Wild, from Wild uh, from little five-on-three hoops.
0: Um, so next thing, it's actually a perfect segue. The guy who came in second in the voting for Ultimate Greenlight, Colin Sexton, um, did great. But the Ultimate Greenlight winner of Episode 4 is going to be our guy, Trey Young out of Oklahoma. Trey, Trey. This dude had 43 points against Oregon. He shot 11 from 22 from the field. He shot 11 threes. He only made four of them, but shot 11 threes. He shot 18 free throws, had seven assists, two steals. Nobody cares about the other stats because he's the ultimate green light winner. 43, the guy absolutely crushed it. Good for you, Trey. We'll have you on and the at podcast. And 6'2",
1: 180
0: not yeah, a, not a not small a, dude. A, a, a big frame by and he's, he's got the curls he, you know he gets the, curls up, for the girls looks good man I, I like it i like the whole i Shout like out the whole to Trey on
1: give you some love on instagram here come on the pod um but you are our ultimate green light of the week and looking forward to rolling um all oh, the shots that were into big 12 play i'm not sure who they have next Let but see. let's let's pull it up quickly um
0: I don't know anybody else on Oklahoma. I need to watch no, that more. No,
1: but um, let's see. Oklahoma, they're four and one right now. Um, they've got North Texas. They do play USC, um, Wichita State. US. Now there, there we go. Wichita Those are two State. Tough games. They get Wichita State, and they have Northwestern um, before they go into Big Twelve play. So um, we'll a little test. We'll see. Yeah. I mean Wichita State. That will be a litmus test. Oh um, yeah. If you say so. Um, yeah. Now, uh, what everyone's Really been waiting for, but the our best speech. part of the podcast. Uh, we would like to uh, lead it into our guy Matt Wise, Wyoming. Um, really appreciate him coming on the pod,
0: um, and uh, let's just get right into it. All right, we are now joined by Coach Matt Wise, who is the director of player development at Wyoming. Matt, what is up, my man? What's happening? Happy to be here. Appreciate you coming on. Um, First things first, we're going to let you uh, plug your own podcast, so you got 30 seconds. Go.
2: <laughs> well, the genesis was the newsletter newsletter that everybody sends out across the country
1: to all their recruiting contacts, yeah. and we
2: decided, <laughs> that okay, nobody us not be exactly like everybody else, so we started a podcast called Behind the X's and O's, and so it's for coaches, but I think other people will get a lot out of it, but it's really kind of... Going in-depth detail on creating culture, developing leadership on your team, or maybe like specifics of teaching half-court man defense and kind of running the gamut of that kind of stuff. So
0: That's awesome. And is it just your staff that does it? Do you guys call other coaches?
2: So we're starting it in-house, Yeah. kind of seeing how it evolves and where we want to take it to. Um, it started with just me interviewing our head coach and picking his head, and now we're doing some of him some of the assistants and then eventually taking it to other college basketball coaches but then i'd love to take it you know to 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 really big time coaches like my mom down in florida
0: yeah that would be badass nice awesome that's super cool very very cool um all right so for the people who don't know who you are um Give them just a little background on, you know, how you got to where you're at, where you started, you know, who you knew, um, you know, just kind of the the come up for Mr. Wise. For sure.
2: So it uh, it started basically at birth. Uh, My dad was a college basketball coach. He actually worked under uh, the old
0: coach at Purdue before Katie was Lee Rose, and he coached there with him. That's old school uh, my, stuff. My mom's
2: a volleyball coach, college. Uh, very, very successful. Actually, she just won her 900th match the other night. Damn. Um, yeah. Nine.
0: And the 23rd SEC championship coach in Florida. Holy God.
2: So, yeah. So, so like, when I tell you, like, I, I've been in this since birth. Like, this is a true story. I, I was at daycare at whatever age you go to daycare at. Yeah. And they called my parents and they were like, you have to talk to your son he's putting
0: the other kids through drills at recess like (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) so so like i've been doing it
2: forever and so i i I ended up playing division three ball in kentucky when i got done i got back on at florida as a ga working uh on billy donovan's staff for with the obvious connections Mm -hmm. um and then it was two years after that and Larry Scheid, at times the head coach of Wyoming, he's trying to help me uh, get a job. We're, we're talking to Nebraska and New Mexico and all these different spots, and then he calls me like out of the blue, and he goes, "Hey, change of plans. My uh, director of ops guy just left. Um, pack your bags. Tell your girl. Tell your family. I'll see you,
0: I'll see you out here in two weeks. You're hired." <laughs> that's a that's like got, the greatest I was phone in, call I I, was the of- I I didn't even know where Laramie was. That doesn't even that doesn't yeah. happen ever, ever. I didn't no even way. know. way.
2: Like that, the University of Wyoming was in Laramie, or yeah. what Laramie is.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I still don't. So, <laughs>
1: how big of a, how big of a jump is that going Gainesville, Florida, to Laramie, Wyoming?
0: I mean, you're
2: talking about weather where you sweat every single day,
0: and you oh. be, like I couldn't wear gray in Gainesville. Oh. I didn't own anything gray because it would just be sweated through. So now I'm
2: here where I wear a beanie to work 300 days a year.
0: Oh, my God. Let me now, tell I'll take the now, swag.
2: Now, okay, I say that extremely. The truth is, it's cold. It, like, I make no bones about it. We're in the mountains. It's cold. It snows. But the blessing part of it is, it's sunny, like, 300 days a year. And because of our high altitude, it's actually not that bad. Like, when it's 40 here, it would feel like maybe high 60s in New York.
0: All right. Let me tell you something, man. I just Googled. Laramie, Wyoming, and I feel bad for you. <laughs> what do
2: they have the weather at right now? I don't,
0: no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a, I'm on the map. I don't know where it is. Apple
2: Watch says 46. I'm, I might not even wear a jacket out of the office
0: today. Yo, I don't even know where you are. Like, I'm like, I zoomed out the map. <laughs> I, like if you ask me, what are the states that surround Wyoming? This is gonna be bad. I I don't. I think I would get three. Looks like a
1: beautiful Hilton Garden Inn and America's Best Value Inn. Uh, uh laid back lodging. Know, Hilton,
0: Garden, Hilton Garden Inn is wonderful. <laughs>
1: love. Five star accommodations have, in Wyoming. Uh, <laughs> we're, uh,
0: we're two hours north of Denver. So. Oh, okay. I mean, so so in that
2: respect, you asked me about the mm. the difference between Gainesville and. Uh,
0: and Laramie, but it's actually a little bit similar because whenever you go to Gainesville, you basically got to fly into Orlando or Jacksonville
1: or something like that and drive a couple hours. Yeah. It's basically the exact same thing here. So yeah. in terms of like, the ruralness, it kind of feels like home in that aspect. Oh, that makes sense. Out, outside of Laramie, obviously being in the Mountain West, what would you consider... Either your favorite place to play, your, your the best road trip, or most difficult place to play. What are your kind of key spots in the Mountain West when you guys are on the road?
2: I'll tell you, my two favorite spots in the Mountain West are probably the Pit in Albuquerque, Damn. because because it really doesn't matter what the record is. They're gonna have fifteen thousand in
0: there, and no he doubt. Is nuts. That's and then so, my awesome. my second choice would be uh, San Diego State man like their their crowd the nickname is the show i like that and like like they have a live band playing like with like drums and guitars and like it is a
2: absolute animal house party at their place it's awesome so those two places are awesome and then i'm telling you the sneaky artist place is utah state like their student section is ridiculous we they uh you know the whole winning team, losing team? Oh, Those wait
0: teams. a minute. Is that that famous YouTube video where it's like, I believe that we will win? And that they, that yes, whole that, That's what they do before the
2: game. After the game, it's,
0: yeah. do you see the scoreboard? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's some Ohio stuff o- right, o- right o- there. O- getting their asses kicked. Yep, it's brutal. This podcast. That's probably the, like, oh yeah. Like,
1: oh yeah, yeah like oh yeah, oh,
0: swear away, man. Ohio, you used to do that chant. That chant got passed oh. around, you know? Oh my God. It, it,
1: there's nothing more miserable than being on the losing bench. For oh now. no doubt. No, dude.
0: That shit actually, sucks. let me tell you guys this funny story. So I'm playing Division three basketball. And we're playing a team in Tennessee who does it to us, oh, and boy. these cats started at about the four minute mark. No, Ooh, like what was the score? We were down like 15. Like we probably could have come back, maybe.
2: But they were so kind they went nonstop. It took about fifteen minutes of real time. Like they were like, Do you see the trash can? Yes, I see the
0: trash can. Do you see that Gatorade? Like oh they pointed my out god. everything they could see. That's Yo. horrendous.
2: Oh my god. And they were loud too. It was awful.
1: Dude. That's brutal. Well, obviously we're talking about those others, don't downplay you guys, according to Ken Pom, and obviously Ken Pom's not tracking. Uh, the the how loud it is, or in decibels, or, or the attendance they're tracking. Obviously, how you guys perform at home. You guys are obviously have something cooking there because they give you guys the tenth best home court advantage in all of Division One. Um, what would you consider the kind of the factors? What do you think contributes to that to give you guys such an advantage when you're playing at home? Seventy-two twenty. We have the highest Division One court. Altitude wise in the country. Like, wow. my knew? It, did right? not see that coming. I did not know. We're 2,000 feet above Denver. Jeez. This is the best way it was put to me. Okay, so 7,200
2: feet elevation. At 10,000 feet elevation, that's when they tell you you can now turn on your large electronic devices on good
0: plan. <laughs> Holy <laughs> God. There's
1: a nugget for you.
0: Jeez. So, how do you guys adjust your practices? Like, how, like, what do you do to. Well, I guess since you're home, you're good, but I mean, how does. The Honestly, like, we don't really adjust price. Actually, we practice pretty hard in it to kind of get used to it. It's almost like high-altitude training kind of mindset. Yeah. And when we play at home, um,
2: the trick gets played on the opponent, right? Yeah. The opponent um, ends up, like, dying out. But the trick kind of gets played on us in a positive way when we go on the road where all our guys, all they can talk about is how thankful they are to be at sea level.
0: Yeah, because it's easier to play, no?
2: Yeah, oh my God, dude. Like, you take a flight of steps here, and you're out of breath. It is <laughs> crazy. Man. It's
1: crazy. Like, we played Coastal Carolina in the CBI Finals here last year. They had dudes with oxygen
2: masks on. In fact, I'll tell you this. I don't want to tell the name of the team in our conference that did this, but, like, teams try to psych out their players. So, this one team in our conference their coaches went around campus and collected all those, you know those industrial fans that like to dry out the carpet when it's wet? Yep, yeah. They went and collected all the ones on campus, brought it to practice, and had it blowing on the court. And their coaches told their players, if you breathe in blowing air, that's the same as playing
0: at altitude. So we're going to practice like that for the two days before we go to Laramie." What in God's name.
2: That's how psyched out people get.
0: Does everyone know that going in? Like, or, or do, has, have there been teams that show up and they're like, oh, shit.
2: There's teams that show up and say, like, it's not that bad, is it?
0: Yeah, so they're, they're aware, but they didn't prepare for it, I guess.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you gotta understand, like, the signage around this campus, everywhere, it says, how's your oxygen?
0: Oh, <laughs> the Get fuck? out of here, man. You gotta send us a photo of that, we'll put it on the gram for you. <laughs> oh, my God, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, how do you
1: guys, in recruiting, I mean, I was looking at, at the team a little bit. I mean, you guys have got Justin James, last year, scored 16 a game, obviously pretty solid contributor um, from Florida. Played looks like played Oldsmar Christian um, from Port St. Lucie. How do you get a guy like that that's obviously coming from you know, your neck of the woods where you were before in, in Florida and recruit him and sell him on, on Laramie, Wyoming and, and playing in that environment? So what's interesting to me, and this is something that I've learned from Alan
2: Edwards, our head coach, and really the whole staff here is, like, we don't make any bones about it. Like, you wouldn't come to Wyoming for the school or the location. And this is not happening. So if you come here, you're coming here to play specifically for this staff, right? Yep. So, uh... With that being in mind, it's not about getting the right kid that fits in the environment of Laramie, Wyoming. It's about the relationship on the front end. So, with that being said, Alan Edwards, our head coach, born and raised in Miami, all recruiting ties down in Florida. We got an assistant coach, Jeremy Shiat, was on the staff at North Florida back in the day. Uh, Assistant coach, Tony Poole, was a head high school coach down in Miami. Oh, damn. Yeah, so so what's crazy that I'm learning is, Sometimes yes, like it does help us when we recruit a kid from say like Cleveland, Ohio to say like
0: basically the the weather's not much different. Like yes, that <laughs> yeah. does help. Yeah, but but
2: the relationships and the ties that these guys have down in Florida, I mean that's what gets the kids.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt, and that makes sense. I mean, it's basically you know who you know, where you know them, um, you know where where your kind of hotbed of recruiting is. That's where you're gonna go. I do. Th- I mean. Guys have obviously, obviously done a really good job trying to, find, trying to get kids from those type of areas. Try, I mean, especially with how many schools are in Florida. It's like, dude, you can go anywhere. Oh, yeah. You can walk down the road and run into a college and play ball. So, um, you guys are obviously doing, obviously doing something and, right. Go ahead. Yeah, and and the other good thing is, you know, um, I think
2: in the last maybe three or four years, people have kind of lost touch with the talent of the Mountain West because we haven't had as good of a showing in the NCAA tournament. But, I mean, when you talk about New Mexico, Amen. San Diego State, uh, I mean, right now Nevada's got it cooking, like Boise State, like, I mean, it,
1: it's good. It's no joke. In it, yeah, Mountain West is no joke. And that's, I, I think, if you follow, especially just mid-major college basketball and you're into it, you you know that is, uh, it's a serious conference for sure. Um I know you guys looking at the schedule. You guys just got back from Cayman Islands. How uh, was that, man?
2: We did, we did.
1: What was, was that experience great. like?
2: It was great. I never saw the beach. I never touched the sand, but it was great.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn. So you played. You played Monday at twelve thirty. So t- let's walk walk us through this guy because now I'm getting a I'm getting a headache looking at this. So you had to play. You had to play Monday at twelve thirty. The game's over at two thirty. What's the rest of the day?
2: So games over at two thirty. uh, at that point, I didn't leave the gym along with two other assistants. Um, we watched the next basically two games, the next four op- opponents to find out, you know, obviously who's going to be in the winner's bracket with us. Yeah. And the the grind of it was, uh, right now, um, we, it's just me and one other guy on our staff as the support staff that helps with scouts. So uh, we're on trade-offs.
0: Yeah. So, so he or I had game one. So South Dakota State leading up to it. And so from two thirty on Monday, I had that amount of time until maybe seven o'clock on Wednesday to have the championship game prepped with yeah. four possible opponents. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean that it's a so good um, it's a good preparation for the NCAA tournament, but that, that shit is the worst. Just yeah. staying up all night, like recording all those games. Oh
2: my god. I'm thank God for synergy.
0: Yeah, for Uh, real. And, like, the ability to quickly download and with SportsCode's ability to clip quickly, like, I I couldn't imagine old school how you would do it. No, you just wouldn't. Good good for you for those free plugs for those two guys, too. We'll make sure to tag (laughs) them. Nice. Yeah, seriously, I
2: need a discount on my Rio. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, All right, so you guys beat South Dakota State, then you beat Louisiana, Lafayette, and then Cincinnati. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, Louisiana, Lafayette,
1: is going to be crazy good. This Raging year. Like Cajun, they, really. Raging they, Cajun. They beat Iowa. They were up ten in the second half versus Ole Miss. Yep. They, just they played beat somebody Iowa. Else the other
2: night I was and, and a played couple. well. Like they are legit.
0: Like, we,
2: as a staff, we were really, really proud of that win. That that was kind of a. We told our guys this team would be top three or four in the Mountain West this year. Wow. And, and we and we really kind of handled them in that game.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. And then, you know, you run into uh, Cincinnati. How good are they? Cincinnati is, they're <laughs> the real deal. Real deal, Holyfield?
2: They're the, they're the real deal. They, uh, man, they got like four or five cats on the perimeter, long, athletic, and well-built. I mean, fit. And, and the kicker is they all shoot over 40% from three. Yikes. Now, and, and, and then they got two horses down low that are just beast and, and, and the, the hard part for us obviously third game in three days and it's a classic cincinnati defense you know they're dogging eating all over you and up in you know, the whole time but really the kicker of it was um our defensive scheme is based on your shooting ability at each position so if you play a perimeter player like I, I, this isn't me giving away any secrets like if you watch one of our games and there's a perimeter player that doesn't shoot the ball well we are about 20 feet off
0: the dude yep. yeah you got yeah okay
2: like that guy's gotta be his. now it's incredible because all the time dudes that average like they go 0
1: for 4 and it's game 20 of the season they make two threes for themselves
0: yeah but the mindset is better than, than somebody else Exactly. Yeah, better than, than their best player you're going against Cincinnati you don't have that option yeah you gotta play got everybody everywhere no doubt man yeah it's no brutal doubt. that's well, brutal
1: so, I
2: mean, they 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 got Xavier coming up, and, and their matchups with Wichita State in the American, I think, are going to be incredible.
0: No doubt. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. They're sitting at number twelve right now. They'll probably continue to move up. Um, yeah, I think Kemba's got them at like eight. they they're, they're yeah, good. let me see. see, let me scroll. Up on Kemba, yeah, yeah. their computer would work. Yeah, no, they're uh they're good. I and I've only seen them like a couple. Yeah, they are at eight. You're right on Kemba um
1: second, second second and adjusted defense and obviously as you said 26 and adjusted O. I mean all around they're they're getting it done yes yeah, so so at wyoming we run all kinds of stuff
2: like we we run some of billy donovan's offense and, and some really unique creative quick hitters that coach edwards has and uh
0: and so cincinnati being the third game in three days these dudes and remind you, I said they're long, they're
2: athletic, and they're physical. And these dudes decide we don't want to scout Wyoming's actions, we don't want to guard any of
0: that, so they just ran a matchup zone the whole time. Dang, <laughs> damn! Like, you, like, mm. Dudes that have inferior talent are supposed to run the matchup zone. Like, How, what are y'all doing? How's your yeah? <laughs> how's your uh, how's your zone offense? Is it tough against those it, dudes? It was not good enough that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. Damn. Now now we shoot the piss out of it. I mean we're
2: like thirty seven percent as a team. We make almost ten a game. But man, they, they just suffocate you.
0: Yeah, so. I mean when they have that length, it's it's easy. Yeah. Um exactly. Alright, so with everything going on, um, in college hoops right now, we're gonna switch gears just a little bit, but uh, with uh-huh. all the with all the uh, the shit, for lack of a better word, that's going yeah. on What's your um? What's your least favorite part about college hoops right now? And it, and, it, and it it, it may not have to do it, it. may not have to do with any of that at all. Um, but just it could be anything: recruiting, traveling, anything.
2: I, I think it's a great question. Um, and my answer is. Um. You know, I know some people that are like this and and I even know some friends like this. But man, the people that just
0: latch on to kids out of nowhere, <laughs> like not their AAU coach, not their
2: high school coach, nope. not their parent, not their uncle, aunt, like just a buddy. Yep. Like ah, and then want something out of it.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That,
2: that they just want to be a mentor. That exists. Yeah. Or, or I just want to see, I, I've been a part of this kid's life, I want to see him succeed. Okay. I'm good with that. Yep. But when it comes to, I got to get a job out of this. Like, yeah, come yeah. On. Yep. 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 And,
0: and, and, and I would say that, like, that part of, you know, there's a lot of scum type stuff going on in our sport. Yep. That, that's one of the ones that kind of irks me the wrong way Cause it could, because to me, like, that's, that's not what it's about. No, of course not. But mm. there's... Like, like, like it, it's about
2: putting these kids in a position where they can succeed on two fronts, where they, they can have the education and something to fall, a debt-free education to fall back on, which is way underrated from yeah. somebody paying mad student loans.
0: Yeah, me, $380 uh, a month, my man. <laughs> I'm with you. Monthly. Monthly. Monthly it. It's the swiftest kick to the nuts you've ever gotten. Oh, every month. And, and then, and, and, and then the other thing is, like,
2: we want to get these kids to the league.
0: Yep, That's the end game. No, so, man, I... I, 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 I I've, I'll I, tell you,
2: I'll tell you though, I want to tell you the other thing that grabs uh, that me is the transfer epidemic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I... Let me tell you guys some stats. Now, I don't want to mess them up, so let me pull them up so I get them exactly.
0: Lay, lay, lay it on me. Lay it on me, man. I'm excited. So, to... so, so I'm at. Uh, I'm I'm blessed to be
2: had the opportunity to go to a coaches clinic down at the University of Florida that Larry Shott runs. Um, that he runs it, you know, each summer, and uh, and it's a small group, uh, but it but it's a diverse group. So they they have NBA people, you know they have um, uh, all kinds of
0: different. They have women's college basketball people. Like like it's it's a strong mix. Yeah. And
2: and so um, the, the, this NBA guy starts talking about they're talking about the transfer epidemic as an open panel, and this guy goes the problem with the transfer epidemic is. These kids are getting the wrong information. You guys need to get them the correct information. So, okay, what do you mean? So, first thing is, when it comes to players getting drafted, you need to be on a winning team. Mm -hmm. So, here's the two stats I got for you. Since 2013, so last, I think that's five drafts, 78% of the players drafted played in the NCAA tournament.
0: Wow. Wow, I did not know that. Dude, that... Let me
2: take it a step further. Only seven players have
0: been drafted from losing teams. And what? I'm assuming that uh, that
2: includes Fultz and Simmons.
0: Seven percent of players There's in the seven, last five no, years? Seven percent or seven total players. Seven total players. Seven Holy total players.
1: shit. Okay, you so want winners, first, man. You got to win, right? Yep.
2: Second thing is the transfers. Don't transfer. <laughs> since 2013, only 15 of the 231 college players drafted transferred.
0: Holy shit! And and of those fifteen, only two went in the first round. Yo, where did, where is the where are these stats? I gotta I gotta I need this right now. This is going out on every social media platform I have. How absurd is that? That's on. I that's you know what though? That's so like that makes me feel good. No, it does. Oh oh
2: no question. It
0: makes me feel no, so good. Oh man, that makes me feel okay, so good. So, so let me
2: give you. This is now my favorite stat of all of them. So, so I hit you with why it's important to win and why you
0: should not transfer. Yeah. But now, stay somewhere and actually develop.
2: And here's why. Now we're going to date it back even further. This is since 2006.
1: Oh, A larger wow. sample size.
2: Since 2006, players drafted number one category
0: seniors at 29.6 percent. Wow. Not, second most. Yeah. Four, second most.
2: four at 20.4%. Okay. Third most, juniors at
1: 17.5%, and then the fourth most is freshmen at 163 So everyone wants to talk about the freshmen. Yeah, always. And no, 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 no. The
2: freshmen, one and done's are in the lottery.
1: And exactly. yes, they're a large portion of the lottery. But if you want to make
0: it to the NBA, go somewhere where you're going to win yep. and where they're going to develop you. 100%. Yep. Could wow! Agree more. Those
1: are pretty alarming stats. Those are, honest, That, was some, like. that,
0: that so... was some serious knowledge, man. Oh, man. In... I, I, I can't tell you how fast
2: every college coach in the room was whipping out their cell phone to snap pictures. of the Yeah, yeah.
0: That's team. unbelievable. Who was presenting that? An NBA exec?
2: Yeah, uh, a guy with the magic. I, I apologize. I don't have his name on me.
0: Wow. But That's... it was
2: unbelievable.
0: Badass. Um. Wow. All right, so we got one last question for you, and we'll let you go. It's a softball. If you could coach anywhere, once you're a head coach in about three years, and then you can hire uh, Ian and myself, um, if you could coach anywhere in the country, and you can give your main reason, it could be because of weather, it could be because of the AD, it could be any reason, if you could coach anywhere, where are you coaching? I think I know the answer, but I'm still going to ask it. And, and, and this is as a head coach? Head coach, anywhere you your want. Your
1: program, you run it your way, you bring your guys in, what, you do what you want. <laughs>
0: oh, man. So,
2: you know, the first things that jump out at me are, you know, I got all my family from the Midwest. Okay. Somewhere in the
0: Midwest would be awesome. Though, you think about the Big Ten. You got to just grind every night for a win. Yep. It's brutal. It's brutal. What about Ohio U, man? I'll throw that out there. I would hire you at Ohio U. At what school? At Ohio U, man. My alma mater, the Bobcats. Oh,
2: now you're talking. Now you're (laughs) you're talking about a conference that you can win. You can
0: win. Big.
2: Yeah. See, see, now that's more up my alley. But uh, you know, if we're gonna be optimistic thinking, then let's go all in at a Division three school in Lexington. I don't
0: see any reason why I should get accustomed to another city. Like I already <laughs> know the lay of the land. All right. You know,
2: Cal, Cal can move on to coach his guys at the next level. There you go. Uh, young up
0: and comer. You know, actually, I was born in Lexington, so I think it only fits. Yeah, you're coming home. I like that. I like that take I, over up. Yeah, take yeah, over.
1: yeah, like uh, well, have, at the introductory
0: press conference, we'll have uh, Mace. Welcome back, playing. Welcome back. <laughs> How about Mace coming out of nowhere with okay. a diss song? Or I don't know if you're still up on the the hip hop scene, but did he, did he really? Because Mace Mace came, Mace came out.
2: Was like right in my wheelhouse. I'm really yeah. really good from like '97 <laughs> to like
0: '04. Yeah, and then it, then it fell off um yeah, yeah man mace mace came out with a uh diss track against cameron like a week ago and the internet lost its mind they were like what is ha- what year is it a little culture it. Really? i
2: like this
0: yeah man yeah I, I,
2: see I, I need i need to
0: get up on it you gotta get up on it man got to um all right and man the well are all telling me about like 21 sat no no you can't <laughs> yeah no no you can't be listening to these new dudes um <laughs> hey man we appreciate you coming on it was awesome um Shout out to coach, Wise man, Wyoming. We'll be watching you guys the rest of the year. Big Check time. out
1: his podcast.
0: Yes. What is the official podcast name? X's and O's. Uh yeah yeah, yeah. it's um <laughs> it, wouldn't it be ironic that you'd ask me and I'd even name blank on my own podcast? Come on, that's not a that's
2: not a very good plug, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it it's
0: behind the X's and O's. Behind the X's and O's is uh, on SoundCloud. Uh yeah, SoundCloud. Okay, cool. All right, so we'll make sure to give you guys a uh, a plug, um, you know, on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. I appreciate it, man. Good luck the rest of the way, and uh, you know, we'll talk soon. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. See you, man. All right, Matt. Matt, appreciate you coming on, man. Um, looking forward to listening to the behind the X's and O's. Um, last and best segment: the bottom twenty-five. What everyone's been waiting for. What everybody's been waiting for. A couple adjustments here. Uh, Mississippi Valley State stays at number 351. Powerhouse. Yep, 0-7, crushing it. Uh, We do have a new team in the top five, or I'm sorry, the top bottom, 351, however you want to say it. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff comes in at 0-8.
1: Arkansas Pine Bluff. Doing
0: really well, doing really well. And then we do have two new additions into the bottom 25. Two Northeast Conference schools, Bryant and St. Francis of New York. Both one and five. Yes.
1: Um,
0: Brian, Brian has a win
1: over Hartford. They took a eighty-one to sixty-seven loss to Brown, and eighty-three to fifty-four loss to Rutgers.
0: They are projected um, to lose until January twenty-fifth. So hey, just- but they they
1: do have a home game against Siena uh, December seventeenth. So um, <laughs> hey. <laughs>
0: I this mean, is bad. That's it's really bad. It's, it's not looking good. And for
1: then Miami.
0: Uh, the Northeast Conference, Northeast, as a whole is and then St. Really, Francis, really New bad. York.
1: Um, yeah, Brooklyn took a 75-51 loss to Florida Gulf Coast. Kept it close with Denver. I'll give them credit for that. A neutral yeah, sixty-fifty. Like their their games are
0: closer. They lost they the overtime
1: it. game in Manhattan. They lost the Duquesne Dukes. Um, they play New Rochelle. Yeah, um, there you, go.
0: you got to mix in some D threes.
1: And then, oh boy. Yeah, Notre the, Dame. They get Notre Dame, it's um, gonna be a so bath. so they might be dropping even further, or they might be moving up in the bottom top in the bottom twenty five. Um, but stay tuned. Um, the worst, the worst, the bottom of Division one basketball. Um, the only people giving you the real teams that that uh, that everyone wants to hear about. The Greenlight podcast. Um, <laughs>
0: that would be us. If you're not following us on Instagram, it's at the Greenlight Pod. Twitter is the Greenlight Pod one. Go follow us. Tweet us questions. Tweet us about the bottom 25, whatever the hell you guys are talking about. Tweet it at us. Episode 4 in the books. Appreciate you guys. Hit you next week. DJ. I
2: want see what your like.